It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. It gets inappropriate very fast. Good morning, hello, my name is Dave. I uh, live with and am best friends to Rachel Hollis, who is not here. I'm gonna be honest, uh, we are in real time working on getting a whole bunch of fun stuff launched for our live conference that is happening on Saturday. That's in two days. And uh, she is on a call with the team, making sure that every single thing is going well. And so I'm here by myself, but I will not be alone. I have decided to bring in uh, some reinforcements in the absence of Rachel Hollis not being here. Uh, someone who has in his life been inspirational in my journey to continue to become a better version of myself. Who uh, one time when I was with Rachel climbing a mountain, uh, I found his story to be a thing I could connect to to keep climbing my own mountain. Uh, before I talk about him or bring him in, I, want to, I just want to like mention this. This morning I put up this picture. It was a picture that Rachel took of herself and put inside of my computer in the midst of me really struggling to write my next book. My first book, the last book, the book that I was writing 18 months ago, I uh, was writing, and if you've ever written a book, around 25 to 30,000 words into the book, you start to question whether or not you have any more words left to write. You think maybe you've told all of your stories, you struggle to believe that you have the capacity to finish the story and the voices that at the beginning of your journey you had to push aside to go chase this thing, write in this book, tell you what, I was having a hard time at about halfway through my journey believing that I still could do it. And Rachel took a picture of herself, throwing the I love you sign, and just wrote the simple words keep going at the bottom of the uh, little Polaroid picture that she put inside of my computer. And I want to just acknowledge, if you right now, inside of this quarantine, in week seven, are feeling exhausted, you're feeling like maybe you've hit the wall, you're questioning if you have the capacity to continue writing the story of this thing that we find ourselves stuck inside of, keep going, right? I just, I, I want to I encourage you that even though, of course, there are some voices that are naturally running in your head right now, questioning uh, in your mind, in the, in, the, in the background of your mind, if you have the capacity to continue doing this thing, this life, this stuff that uh, is so weird and so abnormal and so, uh, you know, not a thing that we are used to, you got to just convince yourself every single day to keep going. You got to believe that you can keep going. Uh, pushing through that wall, pushing past that threshold where I thought, you know what, I might be at my limit. I might only have 25,000 good words in me, even though I got to get to 60,000. When I was encouraged by the unicorn that is Rachel Hollis to just keep going, just keep going, just keep going, I regained some momentum and was able to challenge all of the things that were keeping me, keeping me from 
being able to think that I was capable of doing it. We're seven weeks into something that could last 14, could last 20. I don't know how long this is gonna last, but right now, if you are finding yourself challenged to believe that you still have words left, that there are still stories that you could tell that would still matter, believe it. I, I wanna encourage you to believe it. Uh, there was uh, this time where we were on this mountain and I was uh, committed to trying to run, uh, run, let's be clear, walk, climb, slog up this mountain 13 times. We we're trying to do something called Everesting. And the idea is that you climb up a mountain and back down, up a mountain and back down 13 times to equal the distance of what it would mean to vertically climb the same amount of feet as Mount Everest, 29,029 feet. And on the second ascent, right, the second time that I am climbing up this hill, I am 100% certain. I am 100% certain that there is no way that I am going to be able to make it 11 more times after this second ascent. There's no way. I don't have the physical capacity. I'm not strong enough mentally. And Rachel, meanwhile, has made a friend. <laughs> she is uh, like walking with her ski poles in front of me up this hill. And she is, as she's going up this hill, having a conversation with a stranger that we've never met. And we get to the top of our second ascent where I have basically decided, I don't know that I have what it takes to continue climbing this mountain. And we sat in the gondola coming back down. And this person that she'd become friends with on this walk up the hill introduces himself. His name is Colin. I'm going to bring Colin on in just one second. And I'm sitting in this gondola and I'm questioning, right? I'm questioning how in the world can I possibly have 11 more climbs in me? It is, there's no, there is no way that I could possibly climb this mountain 11 more times. It took an hour and 40 minutes to climb up. It was the hardest workout I'd ever had in my entire life climbing up this mountain. And now I'm sitting in a gondola with a guy named Colin. And in that moment, as we're introducing ourselves, Colin is now regaling us with this fact of where he is coming most recently from. He's just come from having crossed Antarctica, unassisted, dragging the supplies that he needed for his journey to cross the continent. And I looked at him and I'm like, wait a second, are you made of skin? Are you a cyborg sent back from the future? What in the world? And in like the recognition of his humanity, in the recognition of the fact that he is made of the same thing that I am, something snapped in my brain. I was in that moment able to connect to this reality that he is human like I am. And in his humanity, he modeled something in his ability to persevere beyond the bounds of his own capacity in a way that gave me a belief that I could do the same. And so on these days when it feels hard, I want to encourage you to find someone that you might connect to that would allow you to believe in the audacity of your capacity because of seeing how much they believed in their own. Without further ado, he has become a dear friend, and I am just so grateful that he's willing to come on and take the place of Rachel Hollis this morning. Uh, I want to talk to my friend, Colin O'Brady. Oh, Colin. What's up? Oh, my goodness. Colin's on the road already. <laughs> Yo, I got a long day in front of me, man. I had to get, I had to get some miles in early, bro. 
All right, so if, if you are not familiar with Colin, number one, Colin is amazing in his pursuit of always pushing himself beyond the bounds of what he may be or normal humans may be considered to be normal. Like what is like where, where your like comfort zone is, you just like rush right past it. But Colin has been doing something this month that is arguably one of the craziest things that Colin has ever done called the Calendar Club. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and tell people what the calendar club is, Colin. Oh, yeah, my goodness. So, um, end of March, you know, obviously things are getting bizarre for everyone in the world. My wife, uh, Jenna, and I were actually scheduled to uh, climb Mount Everest. She uh, had set the goal herself, which was so freaking rad. She's a total badass, but never climbed a big mountain like that and just said a year ago, you know what, Colin? I'm ready. I want to climb Everest. So I was so freaking proud of her. Trained so hard. Um, and then, of course, you know, everyone's world got flipped upside down. Um, it's the least of the world's worries that we can't go climb a mountain, let's be honest. But it was disappointing nonetheless. And so uh, kind of sitting in our quarantine wondering, you know, what we could do. Um, I thought to myself, you know, I, I, I've heard of this challenge. I want to try it. It's called the Calendar Club. So the Calendar Club is what I'm doing right now. This is why I'm outside moving my body. I'm usually moving a little faster than this, but... Um, <clears throat> is to run the amount of miles per the date of the month. So April 1st was one mile. April 2nd, two miles. April 3rd, three miles. You can get the picture. Uh, it's April 30th today, guys. It's April 30th. It is April 30th today, guys. It is 30 miles today. And if you do the math on that, it's 465 miles total. The last nine days have been over a marathon each day. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, you're tired. Here's the funny thing. So uh, at the very end of March, Colin shoots a note and he says, hey, I know how much you guys have been moving your body. I know how much you love running. Wouldn't it be amazing if you and Ray were to jump into the calendar club? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I have the ability right now, but Honestly, it is, it is unbelievable because I've been watching every single day. And when you think about like my, the, the mind over matter that was required for me to accomplish a marathon, which by the way, you did four days ago and three days ago and two days ago. I mean, it's unbelievable. But part of what I think is amazing is that you have created a community of people who are also choosing to push themselves well beyond the bounds of what they thought was possible in their life to reframe how they think about what's possible in their life. A hundred percent. And that's what's been the true magic. You know, I, I put on Instagram, you know, like March 31st. It's not like a lot of prep or anything. And I just said, hey, I'm going to do this thing, Calendar Club. Here's what it is. Is there anyone out there, you know, during this crazy time that wants to do this with me? We need to adhere to all social distancing guidelines. So depending on what community you are, and you need to make sure that you six feet away if you're going to be outside and whatnot and <clears throat> i was blown away when 1200 people from around the world complete strangers raised their hand and said i want to try this with you and the whole point really you know i'm running all the miles and there's a lot of people who are completing every single mile but it's like i want to make this accessible to people i want people to push their edges of what they might think is possible so i said hey if you want to do, don't want to do miles do kilometers if you um, are trapped inside and can't leave your house in some of these communities around the world. 
you know, do planks, do push-ups, do what, you know, find something every single day, you know, kind of using the pattern of calibration. And it is phenomenal what has happened. This community of people have popped up all around the world. We've got people from Ukraine, Finland, Italy, Spain, India, Mexico. I mean, you name it. we got people all over the world. And people have broken so far through their beliefs of what they thought. I mean, the amount of people that in this group now have run their very first marathon ever. Like, right. My whole life I wanted to run a marathon. And they said, oh, I thought I, I thought I would do the first five days with you. I'm still here on day 30. Like, they're still here. Or there's this, there's this amazing guy who blows my mind every day. He's in India. Um, in India, the lockdown very intense. I love this story. <laughs> it is wild. And he... He's like, we can't go outside. Like, we just actually cannot go outside. I was like, he's like, I was like, so maybe you should do the, you know, maybe you should do planks or push-ups or something like that. He's no, I want to run. And I said, do you have a treadmill? No, I don't have a treadmill. I was like, oh, well, that's going to be tough. And he was like, you know what, man? I'm going to run around my living room. I'm going to run around my living room. I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of funny on the first day. He runs a mile in his living room, two miles in his living room. This guy's not a runner, never running. He's running a marathon every single day in his living room. In his living room. <laughs> so, you know, here's like here's the thing that was amazing for me. So, Colin and I, get, I did a little setup before you came on of how we met on this mountain. And what was interesting for me is I, prior to climbing up and down the mountain with you, had a Sunday running routine that was about five miles. So, I was running for about an hour's worth of time. And the weekend after we were on the mountain together, I went out on a Sunday to go and run. And because I had fundamentally reframed my capacity in my mind, I now knew that I had capacity that went well beyond what was previously thought to be the bounds of what I could do. The idea of only running five miles seemed crazy because I just climbed 13 times, an hour and 40 minutes each time, back-to-back, 35 hours worth of climbing. And so I, after that weekend, started running half marathons in my neighborhood for a single reason, which, like, this won't make sense maybe to most people, but I ran 13 miles every weekend after that climb because I knew I could. Because there is something in the power of pushing yourself to do something that is bigger than you believe you can do that totally reframes what you think you can do. Right. No, it's, I mean, it's phenomenal. And I think that this group and the, the amount of people who just kind of broken through, I, I create a WhatsApp chain. I write an email just because like, you know, let's have this community around this. We're all isolated in our own ways. And all of a sudden this group of strangers, you know, have come together as if they're like long lost lifelong friends. And so the positivity, the support, the love, you know, no one wants anyone to get injured. So if people are having a hard day, people send them a nice video. I mean, the community has been amazing, but what you say about recalibrating has blown my mind. So I, uh, in the WhatsApp chain, this guy yesterday, it's day 29, he's running all the miles, something he's, he'd never run a marathon before, but now he's running all the miles. So he's run marathon day 26. He's run 27 miles. We're on day 29 and he sends a video to the group and he's, you know, we're all moving a lot slower right now. Let's be honest. We're tired, you know? (laughs) Um, and he's like, guys, I'm really tired. Uh, it's beginning of day 29. He's like, but we're so close to the finish line now. Like, I know we're all going to make it. And that statement hit me as very profound because here's a guy who is literally, we have more than two marathons to go. 
two ultra marathons to go, which under any normal circumstance, we have 58 more miles to run in two days. And he's like, guys, we're just so, at this point, we're just so close to the finish line now. Because to your point about the mountain, about the half marathons, right? He had recalibrated his idea of what his capacity was. And without even realizing, he was saying, I got these other two. These are like a victory lap. I'm going to move slow, whatever, but we have got that. And that is the power of this experience. Why I believe, whether it's running or anything, that when we test ourselves in the furnace of adversity, when we challenge ourselves, we come out of those experiences with whatever we want to do in our life. It could be music, entrepreneurship, love, business, you know, anything you want to do, when you recalibrate that, that doesn't go down. You haven't lost that. Like, you keep that ability to say, whoa, what else could I do if I reset my threshold of what I think is possible? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, there's such an analogy. I love that you're doing it in the midst of this. Someone's asking, do your feet hurt? Of course his feet hurt. Like, is your body sore? (laughs) Of course your body's sore, right? Like, of course there's soreness. But I think there's something powerful in the analogy of doing this in this time because we are, all of us, putting ourselves through a strain, a, a breaking down of muscle, a change in how we experience the headwinds of life, that as we're able to stay connected to what it means to have gone through it, we'll totally rewire how we think about handling adversity and walking towards hard, th- hard things in the future. And I like I, I it's it's one of those things where like I don't ever want any of us to have to experience what's happening in 2020 again. But I do believe that we will connect with some feeling of gratitude, whether it's six months, two years, or ten years from now, to how this time forged who we became because of it having pushed us beyond the bounds of what we believed our capacity to be and reframed the way we thought about how we could handle hard things. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, one thing I want to make mention here that I'm really proud of with this community is one of the things I said is, um, you know, Jesse Itzler, who's a mutual friend, who, of course, you know from the mountain, um, he, you know, he, he, he had done this in February and we said, hey, if people get involved, we, did, we didn't know if a lot of people would get involved or not. We're going to donate, you know, one meal per every day. People um, participate up to 10,000 meals for the COVID front line. And as a result of everyone's participation around the world, it, you know, we're donating 10,000 meals to the frontline workers, um, which is, you know, look, like, I'm, I have the things that I'm good at, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a policeman. I, there, I'm feeling helpless during this time. And I think a lot of people in this community feeling the same way, but wanting to do something by getting out there, by having some own personal growth. It's also amazing to know that it's kind of having at least a, a small net benefit in the, in the community through this charitable donation. So that's awesome. Um, you know, really proud of that as well. That's awesome, man. I love it. All right, so how many miles are you in this morning? And you're on the West Coast, so it's earlier for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just warming up. Let's see. I'm, uh, I'm two miles in, so I got 28. Just 28 to, to go. go. Exactly, just 28 to go. No big deal. But you know, everyone out there listening, I could use some, uh, <laughs> some encouragement throughout the day. So, for, you know, a few more hours pass by, you still think that guy's still out there running these last 30 miles. But you know, c- come say hello. Come drop a note. I get a. Use that as rocket fuel, or also if you, uh, you know, if you look up the hashtag Calendar Club, there's been so many people from this community, you know, posting and stuff like that, and just the stories of people. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes every single day. Of, you know, you know this, Dave, and what I love so much about this is when you set a goal. A lot of people, you know, and their families or whomever, kids at home, you know, the first week or so, people are like, your family members are kind of like, what is he doing? That's kind of crazy. But at this point, 
people's families, people's community, people's friends have rallied around them, people's neighbors who see them running up and down the street every day. So there's people writing sidewalk talk, you know, husbands, wives coming out of the, you know, the, the finish line of this thing, AKA your driveway. Yeah. Um, and it's just been beautiful to see what that is. And I, I'm such a big believer in sharing these experiences as I know you are, because it just creates those ripple effects. You know, each person you guys touch at a, a conference or an event, that person goes home until, you know, impacts the next person in their life, the next person in their life. So it's amazing, man. I'm, I'm proud of that. And I got to say, I got to say, well, I got you on the phone. Bro, I'm so proud of you. Come on. I'm so freaking proud of you. What? We hung out at the end of February, and my book had recently come out. We were talking about book tour because I was in the midst of mine, and you were, you know, gearing up for yours a couple weeks out. I know there's been some sadness about being able to do this, but you're a freaking New York Times bestseller. I know everyone here on this knows this, but Dave, I'm so freaking proud of you, man. Like, the book's amazing. If you haven't read Dave's book, read it. You get a must read. I blurbed it. I was proud to blurb it. Thank um, you. And I'm just, I'm just proud of you to have been, to known you a little bit through the journey of getting it out there in the world. Um, and to know that the last time I saw you was just about to launch. I know that nervous energy of my own soul for my own journey. Um, and I'm just proud of you, man. And I'm also so proud of you guys. I'm so excited um, for you guys on your event on Saturday with the digital conference, man. It's going to be. I know, it, again, like you said, it's recalibrating, it's pivoting, it's shifting. It's probably not what anyone expected on May 2nd, 2020, when you guys sat down and wrote your goals for this year. But I'm just I'm just proud to know you guys because you're making the most Thanks, of, man. Uh, of a challenging situation, man. I love you guys. Oh, man, we love you guys, too. Uh, here's the thing. Like, this is, you are watching in real time. Mutual admiration society. Like, this is... A human who, in the midst of my journey to becoming who I'm becoming, has been instrumental in just like being a reinforcing voice that pushes back any of those negative voices that would otherwise keep me from continuing on my journey. And man, now I got to root even harder for you to finish these 28 miles. Dang it, I hate that. Well, all right, brother. Hey, be strong out there. Love you, man. Thanks for uh, jumping in and encouraging this crew of humanity. Uh, shoot me a note when you're done. Tell me how you're actually relaxing and celebrating the fact that you don't have to run tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. People keep asking, are you restarting tomorrow on the first? I'm like, no. No. One month, one month was good. I'm proud of that. Uh, much love to everyone out there. And like Dave said, um, and our, our, our dear friend Mike Posner says as well, keep going, keep going, keep going. That is right. All right. Keep going. All right, brother. Keep going, man. Proud of All you. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Colin, you got to follow Colin. You got to jump into Colin's world. He, uh, he did this crazy thing where he walked, like I said, unassisted across Antarctica, where he was dragging, Colin O'Brady is his name, uh, dragging his supplies so that he could make it all the way from one side of the continent to the other. He recently was in a boat where he went across uh, the, the little piece of land, uh, the little piece of water that goes from South America to Antarctica. Unbelievable. Uh, but he's a, man, he's a good dude, but he's always trying to, in the work that he does, Push himself, of course, but in pushing himself, inspire other people to think differently about how they might be able to push themselves as well. And here, in the midst of this quarantine, in the midst of what some, for some of us, feels like, man, a wall of sorts. Drake Passage is the name, that is correct. Uh, what feels like maybe a wall for some of us. It's, it's been a thing that I have to actively do. Find people 
who have found a way to push themselves beyond what they believed their personal capacity was so that I, in seeing their example, might be able to believe in my own ability to push past what I believe my capacity to be. And here's the thing, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna feel it every single day. I definitely don't feel it every single day. So finding other people who in their stories, in their experiences can inspire you to believe, forget about it. I mean, it's amazing. Rachel and I went for a run this morning, in real time, right? Rachel and I went for a run this morning. And uh, I was feeling the run. And Rachel, I'll be honest, Rachel was not feeling the run. She just wasn't. She woke up this morning and was like, ah, I don't know if I can run. You might have to run without me. And like on a day like today, I was leading out on our run. I was the one that was running faster. Uh, she was, you know, because I was pacing, trying to keep up with our pace. And uh, there are going to be days where you are the pace setter. And there are going to be days where you need to find someone who can pace you. And not, yep, I get it. Not everyone gets to live with... Rachel Hollis, but finding someone, whether it's inside of this community, whether it's inside of your home, whether it's in a book or a podcast that can set the pace for you, that can on the days where you're struggling to believe that you should keep going, or frankly, not even that you should, that you can keep going, is a critical, it's a crucial, it's a totally important thing, uh, especially as we hit these thresholds where, oh my goodness, it feels like it's harder today than it has been. Or, oh my goodness, it feels like it's been going on for so long, I don't know if I have the capacity to keep going. You have the capacity to keep going. You just need to find a way to connect with someone who believes it more than you might today because in their ability to set a pace for you, you'll be able to keep up and keep the momentum even on the days that you don't feel like it. Trust, there are plenty of days where I have to turn to Ray, to someone in this community, someone like Colin, to pace me so that I can show up and get moving so that in acting the way I wanna feel, I'm able to manufacture, to engineer the kind of motivation that some days I struggle to have, right? Oh, someone said, did you Rachel Hollis her? I don't even know that I have that in my being, but I did my best to try and Rachel Hollis my wife. Uh, hey. There are two more days left, y'all. Uh, Rachel is in real time working through all of the things with the team to make sure that everything is working in the background for uh, the launch of the Rise Live conference. It happens on Saturday, which is uh, the day after tomorrow. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday on Saturday, starting at 9 a.m. Central Time, going till uh, 5 p.m. or maybe a little bit after 5 p.m. Uh, Central Time. We're gonna have eight plus hours of content. It is going to be an absolutely incredible, incredible day. And uh, if you have not uh, found your way to getting a ticket to come, I wanna encourage you to do so. It's Rachel and I, obviously, but then it's also John Maxwell and Donald Miller and Ed Milette and Jen Hatmaker and Eric Thomas and Britt Barron and you can still buy tickets. Uh, they start at 40 bucks and they are, man, they are amazing. Uh, where's the workbook? The workbook is coming to everyone tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we were just making sure that it is perfect, that it is absolutely perfect. So uh, it, will, it, will be, uh, it will be there in just a moment. Uh, we are, uh, 
I've seen, I've seen the, the content from the speakers that will be having their content broadcast, not live. Like Rachel and I, all of our stuff is live, but the other speak. And, and it is, it's so incredible. It is so, so incredible. I just really want to encourage you, if you can, uh, jump on. If you can't, right, if 40 bucks is outside of the bounds of what you can afford right now, guess what? We are doing the next 90-day challenge. You are in the midst of the next 90-day challenge. I want to encourage you to uh, enjoy all of the free content for the 14 weeks of these 90 days. We are five weeks in, four weeks in. We're four or five weeks in. Um, but if you, um, if you can't afford it, you want to be a part of community, you want to be poured into, uh, there will be uh, eight full hours of content. Tickets are available uh, right up until the show starts at 9 a.m. Central Time on Saturday. It is going to be incredible. Uh, what about the pop-up shop? Do we get an email? That is part of what Rachel Hollis is working on in real time. I think as we were running this morning, there was recognition that... Uh, an email probably needs to go out to alert people to the fact that the pop-up shop uh, is available to, to y'all. So uh, patience uh, is going to be a part of this as well. We're figuring out things in real time, but uh, all of those things are going to be um, taken care of uh, as quickly as possible. I see people asking, when do we get the VIP boxes? That is a good question. I will make sure that I have an answer for that. They are working uh, to, of course, have things delivered to you as soon as is possible. And uh, as soon as is possible is something that uh, we are pushing on, but also uh, because of everything that happens with quarantine and uh, how things are working. Maybe just a little bit longer than normal, but I don't think it's going to be uh, too much longer. Uh, so anyway, I am excited about Saturday. Uh, I mean, I'm sad in some ways that the like thing that people were most excited about that I've ever talked about on social media was what outfit I'm going to wear on Saturday. Um, that happened. So thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, but uh, if you uh, are interested in Saturday, but Saturday uh, is compromised in some way because of your having to work or your ability to you know actually sit and spend eight hours doing it, there are opportunities with um, the different ticket tiers to have access to the content for longer than Saturday. So if you were interested in, uh, if you bought a premiere ticket, as a for example, you get seven days worth of time to watch the conference. So you can watch it for um, all of that week. The VIP tickets go for a couple of weeks. So um, there is some time. Uh, if you have any questions, head over to thehollisco.com. All of the information is there. There's a uh, frequently asked questions uh, thing. And uh, we're ready to go. Oh, Moxie says that shirt. You know what? This shirt, this shirt is a, a, rec a recognition of the fact that I am going to drive in my Bronco today because sometimes when I drive my Bronco, I like to put on a shirt, drive around like a cowboy. Feels like the thing to do on a Thursday out here in Hill Country, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to believe that you're going to have a fantastic day today, to look for the people who might, in setting a pace, affirm that you are capable of keeping one, even if you are not feeling like you can. Uh, there are pace setters out there. Uh, if, if it happens to be myself or Rachel, awesome. If it happens to be someone like Colin, awesome. If that lives inside of a book or a podcast, awesome. But uh, find, please find someone who can help give you the confidence that you are able to persevere through this season. I wanna encourage you, keep going. 
If you're struggling today, if you are struggling in any way, that struggle is a recognition of your humanity. It is a completely normal thing to struggle, but also uh, it's going to be something that in your seeing it as being normal that you also have to choose to keep going. So let's keep going. Let's have ourselves a fantastic day. And Rachel and I, Ray Ray Hollis, back tomorrow. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>